seven we are almost seven weeks into this that's that's crazy um where's time gone my god well hello everybody welcome to it's not that funny with your host max uh as my father-in-law will call me simon um but yeah we're back with episode seven i i'm ex- i was excited for this one but also dreading it I was dreading it because for the longest time, I really didn't know what I was going to talk about. Um, I mean, I was obviously have the updates, but I was struggling. And then I had a couple conversations with my wife. And that is when everything started to, to blossom in my head. So I'm ready to dive into this episode of the podcast. It's not that funny. Uh, we'll just do what we always do. We'll start with a little fat camp update. Um... Yeah, I think I stayed the same weight this week. I didn't lose any weight. Uh, I think everybody else did lose weight again. I think everybody's on it. Uh, I've been watching Tupo and he's been killing it on, on his watch. Dude's running like a fucking four miles a day. I can't keep up with that right now. No, with my bullshit ass body. Um, But yeah, yeah, I uh, kind of had a spark like a moment. I think I was talking about last time how I didn't have it in me right now. And then I I did. Now I do. And it's real again. I was uh yeah, I had a moment that uh lit a little bit of a fire under me again. I was doing yoga and I'm lucky cuz I got to do it in my room, my office. And uh it was late at night and it's hot shit in my house, so I like to do it with no shirt and just in my boxers. And I'm going through the motions, and, uh, you know, I'm doing, like, downward dog or some shit, and I look down, and uh, shook. I look down, and I, I'm, I'm looking, uh, as I'm in downward dog position, I'm, I, I almost felt unfaithful to my wife. I, uh, I was staring at white titties. I literally had fucking titties. I, I, like, I have, I have white titties right in my face, and they're mine. They're my tits. And dude, they look like tits. And I was like, God damn it, what is that? It was, you know, I, I just looked at them and I'm like, my God, your boy's got some tits. I feel like uh, Kevin Gates right now, dude. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. So it was, it was a good moment where I, I realized why I'm doing this, because your boy don't need tits. Um, and it, yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was a good moment because it wasn't like a moment where I said I'll do everything right starting Monday. It was, I'm doing everything right starting today. And from that moment, I, I've, I've kept up with it. I, uh, I've been watching what I'm eating um, way better. I'm on top of it. I'm eating cleaner, cleaner, quotation marks. I'm, I'm eating better. I'm taking better options. Um, I mean, you know, chicken thighs, you know, that are cooked in the Instant Pot or whatever with white rice. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a kick in the ass. It was pretty brutal to look down and, and you see, you know, white titties. Just in your face, and you're like, I'm motorboating myself at this point. It's, it's pretty gross. It's disgusting. I'm, I apologize for that, for that image, but it is what it is, and that's where I look, and that's who I am right now. Uh, not for long, but it brought me to this thing where, like, 
So I have, I don't have a trouble drinking water. I like drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. I like drinking my Monsters, my Diet, you know, my Monster Zeros, my coffee. And then I'll have a glass of water every once in a while. But I realized I needed to start with that. So the next day, like I have 50,000 water bottles at my house. I have like a hydro flask. I got other fucking water cups and shit like that. But like, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I do this. Like if, if I haven't worked out in a while and I want to work out again, I would go buy pre-workout. It's just like this act of buying something. It's like a liability. So I was like, I want to drink more water. So instead of just, you know, drinking more water with the bottles I have, I was like, well, I have to buy a new water bottle. So I went out and bought this Mondo 110 ounce bottle. It's completely overkill. But, and, um, I was just told myself I was going to drink one of these a day. It's, it's about amount. I should be about 125 ounces of total liquid a day. So it's right there. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm like, why do you, why do we, why do I do that? I don't know if other people do that, but I know I do that. Like when I want to start running, I had Adidas, I had some running shoes in, in the house, but I had to go buy new Nike. Like I had to buy new shoes in order to start running. And I, I just feel like that's gotta be something like this, like, uh, like I, I, I think of it as like a liability. Oh, you bought these new thing. Now you have to, or you're going to waste money. And, um, yeah, but I, you know, it works, it works on me. That's for damn sure. Uh, but it, it's just so weird. Like, why do we have to do that? You know, I should just be able to go get a glass of water. I shouldn't have to go buy a brand new bottle, a 110 ounce bottle just to drink water. Uh, but I have drink one of these a day, so it's totally working. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm noticing a little bit difference about just maintaining hydration. It just feels better. Like, you know, obviously you should just drink water, but, um, yeah, you know, it's it was it just seeing my tits, buying the water, eating right. It, it's it, I feel it again, and it's good because you know when I feel it again, I start making plans, and I start laying when I when I start laying out plans and groundwork and like steps on where I'm gonna go. It starts everything starts snowballing for me, and that's how I've lost weight in the past. And um, yeah, so I started a, a training program again. For, for power, not powerlifting, for like, you know, just a weightlifting program. Um, I haven't been able to really do my running program as I wanted to. My body's kind of taken a beating from all the running and having the busted leg. But that will come back in time. Um, along with, you know, tracking my, my lifting, tracking my, my water, tracking my running, and uh, tracking my eating. It's, I feel like all the gears are kind of aligning. And then I always... In the back of my head, I've, I always want to go back to jujitsu. It's just something I, I, I enjoy doing, and it's something I want, I will go back to. And it, it kind of, I played a blueprint down as far as in my head, like I really want to return back to jujitsu um, in 2023, probably early, like January or February. And I'm going to make it, I'm going to, you know, I'll deal with whatever nerve damage I have at the time. I'll figure out ways around it, but I got to get back in there. Because I do, I that was one thing I was planning on doing it last October was competing, and unfortunately it was, you know, I had the surgery I wasn't able to, and that's something I'm gonna do next year, 2023 for sure. I'm gonna compete in jujitsu as a blue belt. I'm gonna, I, I was on track to the power do a powerlifting meet too, and I I want to do a powerlifting meet again next year as well. Um, these are things I'm gonna do. Uh, along with that, I'm gonna continue my running, and I really. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could ever do a marathon, but I think doing a half marathon would be cool, even though it's like, you know, just do a whole one if you're going to do a half one, but 
you know, ain't nobody got time for that. So I think by the end of 2023, I'd either like to do a half marathon or I'd like to have a couple more 10Ks under my belt. And those are just like my goals that are going forward based on, you know, this moment that I had this past couple of days where I was looking at, you know, fucking rabbit tits. But yeah. Um, you know, the fat camp is going well because I'm, I'm staying consistent, but it's so funny because like I talked about last week is losing such a little amount of weight and everybody else is always do, also doing it too. It's extremely hard to stay motivated as far as like the interactions with the group. Like you can only talk so much shit day in, day out uh, when you're doing something for nine months or six months. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's funny. Every once in a while we'll talk hella shit and then it just dies for like three weeks. And I think that's just going to be the nature of it. It's just because you can't keep up that level of like on your shit talking for something that long. You know, it's not like um, football or a sport where you're going to go compete every week. Um, I guess you can count the weight loss as competing, but it's just not the same. Um, but, you know, it's I'm, I'm glad everybody's still participating. No one's quit. I don't see why you would quit. I mean, unless you're fucking racking up the big bucks. I mean, worst case scenario, at the end of this thing, you have to, you know, you might owe $110 or some shit like that. No, like 86 bucks. You know, that's not a lot of money. That's, it's really not. But yeah. Um, Moving on. Dude, I am already burnt out on pumpkin spice lattes. Now, that sounds ridiculous considering how hyped I was for them the last time. But I don't know what it is about the pumpkin this year, but boy, it's it goes straight to my guts every time. I'll have a fucking pumpkin spice latte in the morning, and I'm like bubble gutted the rest of the day, and I don't get it. Like I, I, I like last year, I would I would drink them religiously. One year later, I'm honestly I'm blaming all the medication I had to take this year that completely fucked my stomach up. But it's like, dude, come on, like I like I can't. I've gone two weeks is all. I think no, yeah, two weeks. I'm already done. I'm already, I'm already tapping out. I'm going back to my fucking Trenta cold brew. Um, dude, I drink a lot of coffee. Jesus Christ, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, my wife, it's definitely a problem. I think I drink so much coffee because I, I don't drink alcohol, to be honest with you. I feel like um, like when you're an addict, you don't ever become like not an addict. You just You just find something else to be addicted to. And um, I used to try and like, I guess I used, I used to try and be like, oh, well, everybody has their addiction. But, you know, there's some people out there who just have really good self-control and they don't. Um, but I would try and say that everybody has their addiction. Mine's just coffee. Uh, that just sounds like I'm trying to justify why I drink so much coffee. But, uh, yeah, sometimes my wife will have to walk me off that cliff of like, yo, dude, you need to like maybe three cold brews in a day is a little much. And uh, I never like when I get told... No, uh, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, sometimes I listen to her. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I still go get a third cold brew and I just fucking suffer. But yeah, one thing I didn't mention last weekend what, about what happens in September is fucking street vibrations. So I'm not a huge fan of motorcycles. Um, and it, I guess I'll explain it real quick. If anybody doesn't know street vibrations is here in Reno and it's in September, and it's when every single motorcycle on the planet comes to fucking Reno. We don't know why, but they come here. They usually someone gets stabbed or shot. They ride around a bunch. Um, 
split lanes like crazy. There's like hundreds of them, and then they just dip. I don't even. I don't even think there's food or anything. It's just a big rally. And um, you know, I used. To, I'm not a huge fan of motorcycles, just because I swear to God, dude, like fucking clockwork. I would go get my Starbucks in the afternoon when I would take Mia for a nap. I would drive her around for nap time, and every goddamn time I would roll up to the drive-through window to order my Starbucks. Me would be sleeping in the back, and there'd be a fucking motorcycle. Dude, this it would happen day in day out, and I, I just imagine that that's that guy's driver team. But it was insane, and then it just it just slowly got to the point where I was like, I, I literally can't stand the sound of a motorcycle. Now, granted, I you know back in the day, I I dude, I wanted a motorcycle so bad when I was younger. Um, I guess this is yeah yeah. So I I really really wanted a motorcycle. Um, not so I could be a part of a gang or fucking street vibrations or all these hundreds of fucking people here. Um, but I just, I never, I never got one. I have pretty good self-control quotation mark as I talk about drinking fucking, you know, three pumpkin spice lattes a day or whatever. But, um, I have good self-control when I realize how like certain things are not good for me because of my, of who I am. Uh, I, I have a tendency to fall into risky behavior activities. Um, like there's things I have stopped myself from doing because I know I'll get too into them and not just knowing myself. Um, buying a motorcycle was one of them. I always, always wanted a motorcycle. Now I wasn't big. Like I was, I was smaller back then. So it made more sense. Dude, the other day, side note, I saw four big ass motherfuckers, big, big boys riding on these little tiny crotch rockets dude it blew my goddamn mind it was like they were so they were like 350 plus they were bigger than me and they were busting out of their goddamn leather jackets and they weren't like biker dudes like they weren't like big ass fucking mustache biker dudes no these were like some like i've never seen a like fuck boys this big but they were like some big ass chunky fuck boys and they were all on motorcycles and these motorcycles you could just tell the suspension was just struggling. I, I just, I, you know, like at my body weight, I would never own a motorcycle because I would look ridiculous on it. Like these guys look so top heavy on their motorcycle. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, you know, I'm all for empowering people to do whatever they want. There's a point where just being that big on a motorcycle is fucking dangerous. Like you're not going to be able to stop. If you do stop, you're going to go over your handlebars. You're just going to make a mess everywhere. And, um, yeah, dude. And so, I mean, back when, when I went a motorcycle, I was a lot smaller and, but I knew, and I knew for a fact that if I ever owned a motorcycle for one, I watched too many rough rider videos when I was a kid, I would, I would be the guy doing wheelies. I'd be the guy fucking around on it Two, I am not good when things go fast. I will, I will want to push it to the absolute limit. I've done this with every single car I've owned, whether they're shitty cars or not. I'm, I've raced consistently for no reason. Um, it's just anything risky like that. It, it just, it, it fucking gets me going. And so I knew from the beginning that, uh, buying a motorcycle would probably lead to my death. And, um, just because of who I am and, you know, you might think, oh, you're an asshole, you're inconsiderate or you're irresponsible. And yeah, that I am, I am, I am irresponsible, but the fact that I know myself well enough to not engage in irresponsible activities is is what's kept me alive this long um but yeah man dude these guys you know just fucking seeing these guys around 
on all their goddamn motorcycles. Like, even to this day, I'm just like, oh, fuck, that'd be cool. Would I buy one? No. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if you got, like, I, you know, I heard people like, oh, don't, you know, if you own a motorcycle, you shouldn't have, like, you know, if you got, once you get a wife and kids, you shouldn't have a motorcycle because it's risky. Now, I believe people can own motorcycles and not be fucking idiots. Because you see them all the time just kind of cruising around and shit like that, you know, like whether it's a Goldwing or like, you know, a Harley or, you know, Crotch Rocket, you know, people are, can be responsible. Not everybody is a mentally fucking, there's not something mentally wrong with them. Um, so, yeah, so like I don't think people shouldn't own motorcycles if they have family. I just think because I have a family, I even more so should not own a motorcycle just because of who I am. Um, but, yeah, so. I just, I was seeing all these guys around just kind of brings me back to that. Like, um, like, uh, even something more mild, like skydiving. Like I've wanted to skydive forever. My wife hates the thought of me skydiving. She says I would for sure be the guy that goes on his first skydive and fucking dies. And, um, I think that's very pessimistic. Uh, she thinks it's just what would happen because I would do something ridiculous. See, my wife knows me very well. Um, but yeah, like things like that, like skydiving or rock climbing. I'm not going to rock climb anytime soon, being fucking 500 pounds, but motorcycles. Um, a lot of times I've picked cars, like to purchase cars. I've, I've bought cars that were not as fast. Um, I've had a couple opportunities to buy some really, really nice cars or um, just irresponsible cars. Uh, and I've, I've chose not to. And I think a lot of that was because because I know myself, um, and I know my, my behavior. And this actually happened while, while I was working too. Like I would, a lot of times I wouldn't do things that were kind of outside the rule book, but there were scenarios where, you know, you're up in Tahoe and you have to get up on like a three-story building on a roof and it's kind of dangerous. And there's something about it that just kind of makes you go like, or me go, well, I can, I can do it. And you know, a little bit of that thrill, um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I get off on it. Um, but I've always been like that. And I, you know, I, I probably will continue to be like that. I think that's why I enjoyed jujitsu because it was very controlled and I could get that thrill without real danger being there. Um, whereas all these other things that I've, I've wanted to do, um, there, there was, a, there's considerably more danger there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird because a lot of times I don't know myself or I don't think I know myself, but then I have scenarios where like that, like not purchasing a motorcycle or not skydiving or buying a fast car or even like uh, when I stopped drinking or, or when I stopped. I uh, So I used to be, um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about it. Um, so I used to have a really bad alcohol problem and simultaneously at the same time do I, uh, uh, you know, I have this alcohol issue. I'm not, I was alcoholic. Um, I had a really bad uh, pain pill and uh, codeine issue, with it, you know, kind of simultaneously. And then sometimes I would just do painkillers. Um, and then sometimes I would just do, I would just drink. And it was kind of back and forth. Um, but in both scenarios, I quit, you know, cold turkey because I knew myself. Um, I would constantly lie to myself and say that I know I know how to like have a good time and control myself. And then I would do this cycle where I would quit for a little bit. And then I would say, you know, I can have a drink or I can do this or that. And then I would just get right back into it. Next thing you know, I'm like completely in over my head. And, um, you know, I tried, I went to like one AA meeting when I was like 17 or some shit. And it was 
This fucking stupidest thing ever. Anything related to God, just not about it. Um, and I, I, every time I've ever quit, I just, I could do it cold turkey. And it's just because I knew it wasn't good for me and I was able to stop. And like, I, I know I have this addictive personality or have these, I have these addictions inside me or I have this want to enjoy risky behavior. And, um, I mean, that was, you know, that was the reason why I didn't have a gun for a very long time. Like if that sounds so responsible, but if I had a gun when I was younger, I for sure would have shot it in public. It's just what I would have done. It's just who I was. I'm not like that now. I'm very responsible now. But back then, there's no way in hell if I owned a gun when I was like 19. For one, it would have been on me at all times for no reason. I I would have been illegal carrying. It wouldn't care. I wouldn't give a shit. And if I had it at the time, I would have shot it for sure. There's been way too many times where things got sketchy enough at like Sparks basketball court where we thought we were going to have to fight like fucking Micronesians or whatever. And if I had a gun at that time, I for sure would have shot it in public just because. Now, hopefully I wouldn't cheddar bob myself. But, I mean, I would have. I would have shot. I would just would have shot. You know, and then that leads to what? Would I end up shooting somebody? Who knows? Um, So, yeah. So, because I know myself well enough and I know how fucked I am, uh, I've avoided a lot of things in my life for that reason. Now, as I get older and I get more responsible... I, I have doubt. I, I start to dabble in them. I, I'll never drink again. I'll, you know, I'll never uh, enjoy, enjoy a syrup or I, you know, I'll never drink codeine again. Uh, I probably shouldn't, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you're supposed to enjoy that, but uh, you know, I mean, it is, uh, I mean, like I think when I was younger, I think probably there was a couple summers where if you asked me what my favorite drink was, it was probably going to be codeine uh, because that's just, you know, that's not normal. Um, you know, this is a funny story about coding. So when I would get high, I would sing or I'd rap. Not like I, I didn't freestyle or anything like that. And the one time, this is fucking hilarious. The one time I almost got an N-word pass was I was high and uh, we were drinking and we I was singing. I was, I, I was, I was there with a friend. It was just me and Earl at this kitchen table at this person's house we were at. And, um, and I'm, you know, I'm so fucked up. I can barely keep, keep my head straight. And we're, we're lollipop by little Wayne is on this. So this is like 2009 or some shit. And, um, you know, and I'm singing the, his little Wayne's lyrics and, uh, my voice is all fucked up or whatever. And Earl just looks at me and he goes, damn, you sound just like little Wayne. Now Earl's black. And at that moment, I, sh- I should have asked him. I should, hey, can I get a pass? Like, just let me say it one time, brother. And um, I think he would let me have it. Now, I didn't. And, uh, you know, and I missed my opportunity. But, yeah, that was, I was, I mean, I was, I was drinking. We were drinking a lot of alcohol. And I was, I was totally high on fucking rope. Um, was it rope? No, it's definitely codeine at the time. And, uh, yeah, so I totally missed out on that. And Earl, if you ever listened to this, uh, I should have asked you for that at that, at that time. But yeah, well, that's, I think that's, we're going to move on from that. That's enough of that. Um, I think where are we at on time? 20-ish minutes. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about my, uh, my, uh, my addictions in depth maybe another day. I should have asked Earl. He probably would have let me. I, I do sound like little, I did sound like little Wayne. I know I did for a fact. 
Uh, I think I'm going to go over some questions. I actually got a shitload from a couple of different people. If you're not asking me questions, uh, you know, I get it because we're all fucking lazy as shit. Um, but yeah, let me pull them up real quick. Let's just dive in. Cause I think that's all I had really. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it was one of those weeks where I was just kind of like, oh, you know what? I can talk about this. I, let's see. I think I had a question about it before I go into depth. Sorry, not prepared. He's totally not prepared. Look at him. He's not prepared. Ha <laughs> He's swiping. Cause he's so fucking unprepared. Good job. All right. We're just gonna dive in the questions. It's whatevs. Um, this one's a good one. Uh, I don't know if anybody here knows this, but I'm a super weeb and I love my anime and I love my mangas. Um, this one says, what are your top three moments in anime or manga? Now I have a million of them, but the, my top three I can name off the back of my head is going to be probably the in full metal alchemist brotherhood when he has to come back through the gate of death or whatever. And he's breaking down the wall and he's rejecting being sent back to the real world. Um, when Gon turns hella old in Hunter x Hunter and he fucks up, uh, what's her name? Oh, it starts the fucking cat chick. Oh my God. I love that part. That's incredible. And I think obviously Naruto pain, the almighty push that dude, that scene where he's above the fucking, um, the city is undeniably amazing. Um, this one's funny. It says, well, it's not funny. RIP. Uh, this one says, did you cry when you found out Kobe died? And I don't think I did. I think I was very upset. Uh, I've been a Laker fan since I was younger. And no, I, I don't think I cried, but I was very upset. It was the same thing with Mac Miller. A lot of people were crying and shit uh, when Mac Miller and Kobe died. And I, I don't cry, uh, but I, I did feel a type of way when, when Kobe died. It was just different, especially because he died with his daughter. And like, I have a daughter and it's just like, yeah, I think he died right before my daughter was born. So my my wife was pregnant. And uh yeah, no, that was yeah, that was something else, man. That was a fucking trip. Um This one is a good one. Are any of the cliches about dating a Latina true in your experience? Um so when I so I've been with my wife and I have said this before, she is Mexican. I've been with my wife for fifteen years coming up on uh, that's a long time. Now, when I was younger, and we were younger, I would always hear about these cliches about dating Latin women, and I thought they were full of shit, because I'd never experienced a lot of that. Now, when you're younger and you're dating somebody, and you're just boyfriend and girlfriend, you're not spending all the time together, so you don't really get to see a lot of these moments. And um, as we got older, and we grew closer and closer together, and we spent more and more time together, uh, yeah, no, it's fucking totally true. My wife is batshit crazy. Um, she is, she is, cause she is. Uh, I think, and honestly, there are moments where it's it's totally cause she's it's just who she, she's Latin, and it's just the way they handle certain things. And dude, there's just moments where she'll get so fucking pissed about crazy shit, um, or there she's super skeptical. And I know a lot of people say a lot of women are like this, but it's not true because so there's a huge difference. So. When you're dating a Latin woman and you piss off a Latin woman, um, let's say like you do something fucking dumb or stupid, or it could be anything, who knows, maybe you fucking wash the dishes wrong or something, um, and they're mad at you, they'll take it out on you by like either verbal abuse, physical abuse, they're going to fucking make your life living hell at home, something like that. 
Now, white women, on the other hand, you could have a minor problem with a white woman and she's going to sleep with your dad because that's white men. Women are just fucking disrespectful. It could be a small argument. Next thing you know, she fucked your grandpa. It's like that doesn't make any sense. You know, whereas like if, if a Latin woman, you get an argument with a Latin woman um, and, you know, and she gets pissed off at you, she's probably going to break like a, a fucking dish or something. She's going to throw like a, a bowl at the wall. Latin women love throwing shit. Now, but like with white men, they're just so extreme. They're so disrespectful. And honestly, spoiler alert, I have not liked white women since I was a very young age. And I'm even with, I don't know, is this, is, I don't know if this is controversial or not. Um, I always knew for a fact when I got older, I was, I was not going to marry a white woman. I was not going to have kids with a white woman. It's just something I knew. Um, it's just growing up with them. Fucking brutal. Would never, I would not recommend it. If anybody's out there and they're with white women, I would not recommend that. Do not piss a white woman off. They will sleep with your dad or something fucking crazy because they have no self-control. But yeah, no, the cliches are totally true. They're not even cliches. They're just, they are what they are. You know, she... She just, you know, she start talking in Spanish or she'll get a fucking, her accent gets a little thicker. That's how I know when I'm going to get it. Um, yeah, and, you know, they're just, but they love you. Uh, Latin women will love you. It's a lot of passion there. This one kind of falls in the same one. Have you ever faced microaggressions because of your relationship? Yes, I have. One time, me and my wife are walking to BJ Brewhouse and there was a table full of white people there. And they all looked at us with the most disgust. You know, now we were just normal, normally dressed. But they looked at us like we might as well, like, like legitimately, I was a traitor in their eyes. And they didn't do anything, but the looks and like the, you know, like they just, they couldn't control their faces. Um, I actually have been in more scenarios like that with my wife, um, then I ever thought I really would. And it's kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what microaggressions really are. I never really knew what that was. Um, which, you know, being a white male, straight male, white, who identifies as he, him. Yeah, never. I'm never going to experience those things on my own. So with my wife, I have, I have experienced um, just weird, weird little microaggressions like that. Or, um, you know, where people just kind of giving you a, a fucking kooky eye and shit like that. It's just kind of weird. So it says you like spooky season. Yes, I do. I am way more into spooky season than I ever have in the past. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm fucking down with Halloween. I'm down to dress up. I want to make, I like Halloween when I was a kid was terrifying. I fucking hated it. Um, I think it's cause I got traumatized cause my, my fucking cousins were older than me and they would always scare the shit out of me. My uncle Bill's ritual. My uncle Bill now is like a hundred fucking years old. His ritual. We lived with him. His ritual in the morning, not even on Halloween was wake up, put on the scariest fucking mask he had in his closet, and come running out of his room at like 7.30 in the morning. And dude, he would do this every fucking day. And you would think as a as like a six-year-old, you would get used to it. But they don't, you know, because <laughs> it's like, I forget. You know, it's been 24 hours since the last time we woke up. And every fucking morning, he'd come running out screaming with this demon mask or some crazy fucking mask from Spencer's on. And it was just all hell broke loose. There's like fucking seven of us kids living in the same place. We'd all scatter, run screaming. And I swear to God, that traumatized me. So when I was younger, I hated Halloween. It, I hated scary shit. I would always like, I remember one time I went with my friend Michael to a haunted house. And uh, I didn't want to go, but I went. And 
we walked in to the, so we we go buy our tickets and it's like one of these little shitty ass ones here in Reno and um I'm kind of straggling behind the group because I'm fuck I'm about to piss my pants um and and like I see the, the group's in front of me and I'm right behind them and I see this guy walk out with like a fucking fake axe or something and he doesn't see me because I'm a little ass kid I was like in fourth or I think I was in fourth grade at the time he doesn't see me and at that point I ran out because uh, no one saw me. So, and I was like, no, fuck that, dude. I'm not going to do that. My friend Michael was a real one. And he said, don't worry. I'm going to tell everybody at school that we fucking went through like six times and you weren't scared at all. But yeah, man, I couldn't, I couldn't like watch scary movies when I was a kid. Um, I always felt like I had like a heightened sense of like, like I've been jumpy since I was little. Um, like my wife scares me all the time. She thinks it's fucking hilarious. My dude, my dude. So I hate, I hate being scared by people because I don't think it's fucking funny. I hate it. I think it's stupid. Why are you doing that to me? My father-in-law does it all the time. He, his, I think his second favorite hobby, so he loves doing his yard work. Like, he loves making his yard look pristine. His second favorite thing to do is to scare the living shit out of me. And most of the time, it's when I'm on my phone. I'm not paying attention. He'll just fucking scream or bang a table. And, dude, because I love him. I love my father-in-law. I don't get mad. But in my heart, it's pure fucking rage. I'm as mad as I could humanly be. I hate being scared. I don't understand why you would want to scare somebody. It's fucking stupid. Um, now every once in a while I will scare my wife, but that's just because they have it coming because they do it to me all the time. So, you know, and um, yeah, but now as, as an adult, I love spooky scenes. Spooky season. I love all the gory movies. I'm, I'm into all the scary movies. Um, this is not a question someone asked me, but my probably my favorite scary movie is going to be I like probably three. It's got to be Evil Dead, the remake. Incredible movie. I love that movie. Um, what would two be for me? I, I don't want to be like, I know a lot of people don't like these because they're not scary, but they're gory. But I would probably say the second Saw movie is definitely up there for me. It's just incredible. And then probably Hostel 1. Hostel 1 was really, uh, no, I think Strangers, the, uh, the Strangers, the first one. Or, I don't know. See, there's so many really good ones. Or The Hills Have Eyes is a really good one as well. But those are all some of my favorite ones. And yes, I'm totally down with Spooky Season. Can't wait to dress up with my daughter. Uh, let's see what else we got. This one's a good one. Uh, what's your best advice you got about marriage before you got married? I didn't get any fucking advice, dude. And if I did get any advice, I'll tell you straight up. I wouldn't listen to it. You want to know why? Because everybody I know is divorced. You know, not to mention, everybody I know is not me. So when people want to give, like, I don't think advice is that great uh, in certain scenarios. You know, if you have a really good track record with something, maybe you have some pretty good advice. If you've been divorced and you were unhappily married for 15 years prior to that, I'm not going to listen to you about how what you should do in marriage. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. And this is hilarious because I guess one of the, one of the few people that tried to give me advice was this fucking lady at the church. At downtown Reno, and this lady was, was trying to tell me how important doing like this three day weekend like uh, couples retreat is before your marriage, and then she proceeds to tell me that she has been divorced. You know, it didn't help out on her first two marriages because she didn't do it, but she did it on this most recent marriage, her third marriage, and it's really helping her, and it really helped her and her husband. Now, lady, you just said you got married three fucking times. Why the fuck am I going to listen to you? You're also going to hell, by the way. Bet you didn't know that, but you are. 
and you're going to preach to me about what I should do for my marriage. Uh, yeah, no, people got terrible marriage advice. Um, not to mention, I think the best advice for people, you know, I don't, first off, no one needs that. Who's asking for marriage advice? Like if you're asking for marriage advice, talk to a counselor, talk to a therapist, not your fucking, not your best friend. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, but if someone gives you unsolicited marriage advice, also don't listen to that because they're full of fucking shit. But yeah, no, I got shitty fucking advice, which was none. And then the other part was from that fucking psycho lady. Um, this one says, any moments in life where you look back on them and you're just super cringe? Dude, yeah, I have some really cringe moments, like dating back to when I was a kid. Uh, I remember in the th fifth grade, I really liked this one girl, and I thought it was a really good idea to jump on her back. And uh, she proceeded to dump me, and I hit my head on the ground, and I, I got knocked unconscious. And <laughs> I mean, that to me, this is more embarrassing, but uh, I came to, I was bleeding. I had no idea what had happened. I just got fucking blacked out. I'm pretty sure my head hit the ground pretty hard. Uh, she did not like me, so that sucked. But uh, another moment that I think that I was really cringe was when I was younger. I've always I've wanted tattoos since I was like 17. Uh, I was just too pussy to get them. Like I was so I don't know why, but I mean, part of me is grateful I never got tattoos when I was younger because I'd have a bunch of stupid ass tattoos. Like I'd have like my fucking mom's name on my neck and I have like a pair of lips on my fucking forehead. Like I had all these stupid ass ideas of tattoos. I wanted a fucking rose with a dagger on my forearm. And I mean, now that traditional style is dope, but yeah, I was, I was too fucking weenie, you know, to get a fucking tattoo when I was younger. So I, I would always say like, and I heard this from Shannon Sharp and I think one other football player, uh, I think someone just recently said this too. You never see a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Hey, listen up, Max. Younger Max. You were never a Bentley. You, you've you always been, and I always will be, a 91 Ford Thunderbird. Um, You know, it's just, it is what it is. Like, just say that I didn't want a tattoo because I'm a weenie. But I would say that shit because I was too afraid to say that. I just, I couldn't, I, that I was too scared to get a tattoo. And I thought that was fucking cringe AF, dude. I couldn't imagine that, dude. I would kick that kid's ass if I met him in real life. If I could go back in time. Uh, yeah, but that was, it was fucking cringe. I have way more moments than that that are super fucking cringe, dude. Ugh. I'm cringy as fuck. This whole, this, this moment right now will be cringe in, in the future for me. And I'll think back to it and be like, oh, that was fucking cringy, dude. Uh, let's keep looking. It was a wild one. Uh, thoughts on time travel, possible or not? Dude, I hope. I hope time travel is possible. Um, I loved Interstellar. So my my wife hates this when I talk about this shit. I have tried to talk about time dilation and the relativity of time to my wife like seven times. Uh, I've, I've tried to explain Interstellar to her multiple times. I've tried to explain this theory of, not a theory, that things moving on Earth are moving much faster uh, well, they're moving slower and see the area. I'm already going to get into it. And if the faster you go, you know, the less time, less time occurs. And, um, you know, and I, I've, I've tried to explain this, that, you know, people that are orbiting us in space, like in the space station are younger than people here on earth. And dude, and that makes me believe time travel can exist because in a way that's, you're like traveling into the future. 
Um, she fucking hates it, dude. She, dude, there's just some things where I'll talk about them and she has zero interest. And that is one of them. But yeah, I, I hope time travel is possible. Uh, and also not because who knows what the fuck we're going to do with it. You know, that's, that's a weird one. Um, dude, but yeah, if you ever want to talk to me about some crazy shit, I'm totally down. I'll talk about weird shit all day long. I remember, this is funny. When we were younger, um, we would like, me and all my friends would go hang out at a park at like two o'clock in the morning. We'd play like poker or some shit and we'd sit at this bench and sometimes we'd talk about like black holes, wormholes, space. And I remember my friend, I don't, uh, I'll just name him Mar. Mar at the time, he would get so consumed by these thoughts, he would get scared. And he said he would have a hard time sleeping at night. And I think that's fucking amazing because he would buy into this thought that there's fucking black holes out there ready to just completely obliterate our, our galaxy and it's going to just take a billion years. And that would keep him up at night. And sometimes I miss those days because talking, like just drinking a gigantic triple gulp of Diet Dr. Pepper with hot Cheetos after, you know, breaking in the hug to play basketball until three o'clock in the morning. And then we're just going to talk about the galaxy until the sun comes up. That was, those were good times. And, um, we would talk about time travel and all sorts of weird shit. And it was always fun. Uh, it never, sometimes it keeps me up, but not like, not like more. He was, uh, he bought into it a little bit more. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think I'll do one last one and then. We will call it a day. Uh, I guess this one's fine. Uh, it says your birthday's coming up. Are you excited or not? Nah? Now, no, not really. Uh, I'm, I've, I've gotten better. Um, when I was younger, I would have like birthday parties and shit like that. As I got older, um, it wasn't the same. And it, I mean, I, I don't think it should be the same. If Dude, okay. Now there's probably a lot of you out there who, you know, maybe you like to celebrate. Maybe you like to have a big birthday party. Now, I'm going to just say this. I think that's stupid. Now, that's just my own personal opinion. Um, you know, like people who are like, it's my birthday week. It's my birthday month. It's my birthday. I get a special treatment. Dude, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, you know. And maybe this is my own securities of the fact I, I have a hard time being celebrated. I have a hard time celebrating myself in a lot of ways. I don't enjoy it. I don't like parties for myself. I don't think they're fun. Um, I don't enjoy them. I want to be left alone for my birthday. That never happens. Dude, that's another cliche. Having a Mexican wife, you will never not have a fucking party. Dude, I have begged for six years now not to have a birthday party and just have a simple dinner. Guess what? Every year I get a fucking party. You can't avoid it. I hate it. Dude, I hate it. Last year it was pretty chill and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but man, there's been some years where I'm just like, dude, I don't want to fucking be here and it's for me. And it sounds like I'm ungrateful. I'm not. I just... I, fucking weird now but yeah if you get so excited for your birthday and you're not 15 years old what the f you know what are you doing what are you doing and you know just what are you actually doing what are you doing the rest of the year you know what is your year suck so bad that you just have to really go all out the week that you were born that doesn't make sense to me have a better year do more things throughout the year like it just it shouldn't mean that much um I don't know. People just, I guess people like having, having the center of attention. People like being a main character, I guess. I don't know, but, but yeah, my birthday's coming up and turned 31, man. And I'm in a way shittier spot than I was turned 30. I'll tell you that much. I, when I turned 30, well, I just broke my leg, but, uh, even at the time with a broken leg, 
I thought I was going to recover in two weeks because I, I was built different. Uh, little did I know it was way more serious than that. But yeah, it's um, this. It's weird. The cool thing is I feel more grateful this year than I have in the past years um, in, in weird ways. I think this podcast has kind of helped me a little bit. I mean, we're only seven in, but that's still seven weeks of doing it. And I have been wanting to feel some sort of creativity. And this is creative to me um, for a very long time. And going into my 30s, I felt like I had done nothing. Um, I, you know, I was going to go to jujitsu. So that was going my way. But in, in, in retrospect, I really felt like I had not accomplished a single thing in my 20s. Um, I felt like I worked away a vast majority of my 20s at a company that was going to lay me off anyway. I felt emptiness a lot. Um, I felt alone a lot in my 20s. And uh, and I was with a lot of people. And you know maybe that's just my depression. But still, that's a part of my 20s. And I, I was really crushing it going into 30. And um, I was going to be that person that that for sure their 30s was going to be better than their 20s and that those people that were going to live in high school and their, their early 20 highlight days, I was not going to be that person. And, um, man, I got a reality check right after I turned 30, you know, with everything going on wrong with my health. And, you know, but I still, I feel more whole now coming into 31 than I ever did, you know, in years past. And I'm talking like, I hadn't felt, I haven't felt, like this mentally good, you know, since I was a child. Um, and you know, it's like a little, it's a little sad. It kind of, it makes me a little choked up, uh, because that's sad, um, to spend so much of your youth really fucked up. And, um, it's, it's cool to have this, you know, this second opportunity because a lot of times, you know, you don't, I don't know uh, how, what kind of lives you guys have led or what kind of, you know, what kind of people you are. Um, but when I was a kid, um, I was, you know, a lot of times, yeah, sometimes maybe jokingly, sometimes not so jokingly, I was told I was either going to end up a felon, you know, locked up, uh, or I was going to end up dead. Um, it just, it, that was my path. That, that's what I was told. These are, you know, this was by people who, who were supposed to be my adults. Uh, my aunt Pat would tell me this frequently. Sometimes she was joking and I get that, but when you're seven or six, you know, and you hear this year after year, you don't know if it's a joke anymore. And it just, it, it, it led into my, into my teens. And then, you know, if you look at my teens, it was just a shit show. So making it to 30, being moderately healthy, you know, let's, let's forget about the leg for a minute. And then having this, this, um, you know, after, you know, after, you know, turning 30 and then, and realizing what I haven't done with my life and realizing that it doesn't end here. And that you have you have so much life left, that that's been really cool. So I'm 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 really excited about my birthday because it's just um, I guess I'm not I guess I'm not I'm not excited about my birthday as much as I am excited about aging, because as I continue the age, I'm I'm hoping to continue to grow. I'm 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 hoping that you know, you know, once I get this weight loss out of the way and I I can get my foot back in a place where I can do jujitsu and my mind's in a better spot that um, I can really have a really good 30s and I can um, uh, be be there for my, my kids, not just physically, but more mentally than anything going into like my early 30s. So yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm excited, but for not in the ways that a lot of people want people to buy them fucking lunches all week long or that, you know, they deserve free drinks. Uh, but yeah.
I think uh, that's going to wrap it up, guys. This was a little bit of a long one, uh, a little bit of an emotional one. I don't know how funny it was. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed. Even if you didn't enjoy it, and maybe this is just kind of running in the background. Maybe it's not running anymore at all. Uh, but if it is, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And this is uh, It's Not That Funny with Max signing out. See you guys next week. Bye.